it was one of our films that was on permanent loop. You know, we had many yeah. of them that we've spoken about before. Ghostbusters, Jaws, those kind of ones. Predator was one for me. Obviously, mm. you were yeah, Top Gun. And, um, I was not. I don't know where you've got that from. <laughs> it's definitely It'll happened. never go. He no. genuinely thinks I've seen Top Gun more than twice yeah. in my life. Just so jables. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Just So Jables film podcast. This week, it's... Retro Reels. Back to the Future. Nice. Nice little addition there, Ben. Retro Reels, as you know, is our... What do you call it, Ben? Our... Not subsidiary. Our... Imprint. 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 Of Just So Jables. Trading style of the Just So Jables podcast. If you've heard it already, it's where we go and watch a retro film that we put on in the Corning Exchange. Have a good crowd there, hopefully, of uh, people who also want to watch said film. They wouldn't be there otherwise, would they? And then um, we'll talk about it afterwards. As Ben said, this week it's Back to the Future. 1985. It's 85, was it? So it's a bit of a different podcast this week. We're just going to get straight into talking about retro reels and uh, Back to the Future. If you want to get in touch and add your opinion to us, how would you do that, our kid? Just through the normal Just So Jables socials, at Just So Jables on Facebook, Instagram and X. You can email us, hello, at justsojables.com. Website, justsojables.com. Hashtag Retro Reels. Check out Spotify and that. We're getting lots of love for the Back to the Future artwork on Instagram. Nice. People are liking the posts we're doing. Also other stuff too, but we'll talk about that next week. So speaking of the artwork on Instagram for Retro Reels, who does that? Me, producer Ben. Yeah. So, it is good. I do like it. Are you taking commissions? I'll take commissions. I'm fairly expensive. But, but if anyone ta- wants a copy of any of the old posters, just DM us. That would be great. So, back to the future. I'm going to start with Ben this time. Ooh. Ben, tell us your first thoughts and experiences of Back to the Future. Well, obviously it's awesome. I honestly can't remember the first time I saw it. It definitely wasn't in the cinema. So, 1985, I'd have been eight-ish, I guess. We didn't really go to the pictures very much when I was a kid. So I probably saw it first when it came on TV, I would, I would okay. imagine. Mm. Although, we, I mean, obviously we had a video shop in the village and stuff, but I think when I was that kind of age, mind you, videos didn't come out straight away then, did they? They would take sometimes a couple mm. of three years. Oh, yeah. So maybe I did see it on VHS, possibly remember, Betamax. Do you remember when videos that you had, if you bought a video, it would cost like 80, 90 yeah. yeah. I remember seeing 91 Elm Street 3 in the video section at Woolworths yeah. and it was £89 and that was in the like the 80s I know imagine yeah. that kind of money yeah. that's imagine hundreds it. of pounds now isn't it absolutely it's almost like you're buying the rights to the film yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I, I don't have good memories of not good mem- that's the wrong way to wow, phrase it I don't, have, I don't have good <laughs> memories of this film I think it's awful <laughs> I don't have clear memories of the first time I've seen it but I've obviously seen it loads and loads of times you guys are going to know more about it than i am technically and you're going to remember more quotes and stuff but it is firmly in the canon of one of the best films of the 80s that you remember from when you were a kid yeah and the whole series as well of course um i'm sure we'll get into it like is the first one the best one maybe and stuff like well, that yeah. but <laughs> we'll get into the sequel we'll get into that maybe more afterwards yeah. i don't know we'll probably talk yeah, a bit we'll more around stuff on. but yeah. our kid what about you when well, do you... for anyone living in a cave should we tell them a little bit about the film or do you think it's just such on, so obvious that everybody I think it's knows? pretty. If you don't know Back to the Future right Sorry. now, then... If you don't know Back to the Future, it Catherine. is, as Ben <laughs> <laughs> said, 1985 film. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who has done 
a lot since, Loads hasn't he? Yeah. Standouts for me are What Lies Beneath. Castaway, Polar Express, right. Beowulf. Didn't he do Contact as well? That's one of your... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a big favourite, Contact, yeah. yeah. I've seen that for a few so, years. And obviously the other Back to the Future films as well. So a whole host of things. I think, you know, he's got a lot of producing credits as well. I think he's one of those people that's kind of around films. So, obviously, starring Michael J. Fox, who was very much in demand after Back to the Future, all those 80s comedies, Doc Hollywood-style stuff. Very big character of the 80s, wasn't he? Yeah, and then Spin City on the telly, which everybody liked at the time. Mm. Was that 90s? Yeah. Christopher Lloyd, who's also well in demand after Back to the Future. I mostly remember him from Star Trek when he was a Klingon. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I saw him recently in a horror film. I remember he was in the comic book episode of Numbers. Yeah. And he was in Nobody, of course. Of course he was, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably what you're thinking of. No, no, there was, a, there was a kind of horror film a couple of years ago, and he played like a creepy man across the street. He was I bet he'd be good really, at that. Yeah, yeah, he was really good in that, actually. No, well, that was a documentary, not a horror film. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he was, he was Uncle Fester in the... Original Adams yeah. Family film, oh, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So, yeah, loads yeah, of Yeah, everything. Yeah. Crispin Glover, who we love from American mm. Gods, but yes. has had a slightly quirkier career, hasn't he? Doesn't he doesn't seem to age, that guy. And he always looks the same. Yeah, and yeah. he's got a, quite a difficult relationship with the Back to the Future films, hasn't he? Has he? There, there was a hoo-ha over the use of his likeness Ooh. in later films that oh. he settled eventually and leah thompson who i know mostly from the jane doe films on channel five. Oh yeah <laughs> i remember seeing um christopher glover he was in the goyama del toro cabinet of curiosities yeah he was one I of my favorite ones it. with the irish the one with the painter you should watch him i, I think will. Quite yeah like him. i just haven't got around to it yet yeah is that like vignettes yeah so michael j fox marty mcfly goes back in time from the 80s to the 50s ends up creating a kind of butterfly effect by coming between his parents yeah which when you think about it gets a little bit creepy yeah, yeah. Are, i think it's handled kind of fine there are yeah. creepy moments in this yeah yeah film. so jables what do you feel about back to the future oh no i'm definitely looking forward to watching it i'll be honest i think when we were deciding on on retro reels films i wasn't sure how well it would do in in the cinema just because it's on a lot you know, there's a big push on Sky about sci-fi and Back to the Future. I've seen Back to the Future adverts all the time in the minute. It must be coming up to another anniversary or something. There's always seemingly anniversaries. Yeah, so I wondered how much appetite there is for seeing it at the big screen. Clearly it is because it's sold out at the, at the Corn Exchange. So that's pretty cool. It feels to me like a home video film. And I know mm. that's kind of yeah. obvious because even though we saw the second and the third one in the yeah. cinemas, we never watched the, the original in the cinema, did we? I don't. I can't remember the first time I watched it. It might have been a rental video. It might have even been the same as Ben off, off TV. I don't think it was. Do you think you would have seen it before you went to the pictures to see two? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. we definitely saw it before the other two. But it was one of our films that was on permanent loop you know we had many yeah. of them that we've spoken about before ghostbusters jaws those kind of ones predator was one for me obviously mm. you were yeah, top gun and um... i was not i don't know where you've got that from <laughs> it's definitely it'll happened. never go he no. genuinely thinks i've seen top gun more than twice yeah. in my life mine was jaw obviously yeah, yeah. Jewel. so it was the first time i remember as a young age being kind of wowed by that time travel thing the whole, the cause and effect stuff. Yeah. The twin pine mall mm. to lone pine mall. Yeah. All those Love kind all of things. And yeah. obviously, I think it's important to remember that this is in a time before the internet. You know, nowadays, if you're not sure about a film or you want to know all the ins and outs, the hidden secrets, the Easter eggs, the bits and pieces, 
you literally Google it and mm. there's someone who's done the article and presented it. Oh, yeah, there's the facts. But it wasn't like that in the mid and late 80s. So what we did, we literally watched it every time. We analysed bits mm. of the video. I always yeah. remember, we worked out <laughs> ourselves about the, you know, yeah, I know it's obvious, the Twin Pine, Low Pine yeah. Wall. And we're like, oh, do you know this? So you talk to your mates in the playground about, oh, do you, you know, isn't this clever? So in that respect, it's got quite, you know, I think we've got quite a lot of affinity for it, for things like that. I'm definitely a fan. Uh, you know, we'll get probably get onto the sequels in, you know, after we've seen mm. it, we'll probably get a, yeah. a bit down into it. But I think the story's great. Obviously, there are sequels, we all know that. Could have worked as a standalone film. Even with the ending, it could have worked yeah. as a standalone film. It would, you know, great put together. I remember blaring when I first watched yeah. it. <laughs> You know, because obviously I'm a sucker with films and I'm a bit yeah. of a blower mm. arts, but yeah, at the end... You not, can spoil things. I can spoil it, can't <laughs> it's, it's weird. You know, thinking that the doc's dead and stuff like that. And yeah. It's surprisingly sci-fi in some of its aspects, <clears throat> in terms of, as you say, the butterfly effect. You know, the idea of time travel, trying to explain it, and yeah, it doesn't all stack up, but you know... Nothing, because it doesn't exist. So, you know, anything, anyone that makes up a time, time travel story, they're not like drawing on real life experiences, are they? No. So it's just right. the best and most plausible you can make it. And it does. I think for me, it's probably the doc that holds it together mm. for me. Not hold, you know, holds it together, but is, the, is really, he's just exceptional. It's the grounding. And it's also the fact at the start, he does you know, tests and things like that. He's not just like, hey, we made a machine, let's jump in it and go sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, even though that's what he wants to do, and you know he's dying to do that, and that's what he's planning to do, he's like, well, we better test it first, you know, and how did you get the parts? You know, all that kind of stuff. It just, everything fits together really well. Yeah. What about you, Arkin? Yeah, the same, really. I, I think it was the first film that I watched that used time travel in such a fun clever way yeah. so that it wasn't just a niche sci-fi thing for people who like Star Trek and stuff like that. Yeah. It was a mainstream accessible yeah. film. So even the popular girls at school <laughs> would talk to you about Back to the Future. Yeah. It, it was a universally seen and beloved thing. All the girls had a little crushy on Michael J. Fox, didn't they? They did. And there was just something nice about all the humour. We did a little post on Facebook the other day about Back to the Future being sold out. And even Mum put in the comments, wow, that's heavy. Because she could remember the yeah, whole thing yeah, from yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. Heavy, what is that? Is that you is know, something gravity? The gravity yeah. in the future? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so all the humour that's great. I think there are little things that might feel slightly problematic to eyes now. Oh, really? Like the thing of a young white kid going back and inventing black music. Oh, okay. yeah. That kind of thing. Mm, People yes. might be a bit like, yeah. oh, and I think e even the thing of there wouldn't even be a black band playing in a mostly white high school in the 50s. So I guess there's things that you might look at in a revisionist kind of way now. But we'll see. Yeah, but, but that's the same with any oh, older absolutely. film, isn't yeah. it? There's always going to be stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there are things that we pick out watching. Because I haven't watched it for quite a while. When do you think we watched it last? Oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, maybe 10 years ago. Years. I watched a couple of years ago with Catherine. Did you? Yeah, she wasn't a fan. Really? Yeah, we were going to do the all three and we got to like two and a half. Not yeah, all in one two's night. two's not the best. Two and a half. Example and anyway. It wasn't just that she didn't like it. She fell asleep and then was like, I'm not watching three. So I watched it on my own. I watch it by myself. I did, I watch yeah. it by myself. Aww. But it's... um. It's been enough time for me to know that I'll enjoy it. And in the big screen, it will be nice. It will be nice to watch it in that 
full resolution. I don't think I've ever watched it outside of either video or DVD, to be honest, because I've got the DVDs and it's not as good quality as you'd probably get on streaming or something now. Mm. I've never watched it on streaming. So I'm going to see even more this time, hopefully. I think, yeah. like, I always remember, like, the detail at the start of the film with Doc's workshop. and Yeah. There's so many Easter eggs All the clocks yeah. and everything. Yeah. Someone hanging off the clock tower, maybe. Yeah. yeah all that kind of stuff. There's so much stuff like that. And yeah. looking out for Eric Stoltz as well, because... He was the original actor playing Marty McFly, and he did film for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. But then they decided that he was just too serious for the role. It yeah. wasn't kind of working. I think they said he was a good actor in the wrong role, so he was recast with Michael J. Fox. Who, but I think he was filming Family Ties at the time. Okay. So he was pulling really long shifts, filming both at once. Right. Um, but he managed to fit that in. And he needed a time machine, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But it did very well, obviously. £19 million budget, which I guess was still a lot at the time. It's quite a lot, isn't Box it? Box office, £388 million at the time. So Boom. I guess there wasn't really much question that there would be a sequel. But even when we... I remember watching the first film and how the first film ends, we were still very like, <laughs> is there going to be another film? Do you think there's going to be a yeah. sequel? Because like you said, the information just wasn't available at no. the time. So now you just go on Google, you know, yeah. will there be a sequel? But at the time it was like, will they, won't they? I don't know. So Ben, what do you reckon to uh, Back to the Future? Well, I'm going to mention a few different things. Well, I mean, I'd say generally, I think it's just a very tight package. That just sounds wrong. But <laughs> it's got a bit of everything, hasn't it? And what actually what you think about this film, though, it's Back to the Future, there's time travel. And the time travel is a big element of it. But like with a lot of modern films, I think it would be that time travel was the main point of the film. And you're probably going to argue with me that that is the main point of Back to the Future, but it is more like character-driven. So it's not that the time travel isn't important. It just no. doesn't smash you in the face with time travel. Here's all the... There are paradoxes and there are things like that, that, but they're dealt with quite gently. So you get things like the photograph and the fading out of characters and things like that. Ooh, quick, you've got to do this quick so someone's mm. fading out. And there's little tricks like that, which kind of look good in the 80s, but... It's also just a good story. Yeah, it's a good story. That's I mean, my you, point. You, I, get what, I get what you're saying. I mean, the main thread is time travel, but it's really correcting the problems mm, which you see rather real, than... Yeah, real yeah. And it's not until you get nearer the end of the film where you're really concentrating on getting back to the future. And yeah. it's still one of my most favourite scenes in films. Just the whole end bit, the whole Doc Brown and on the yeah. clock tower and stuff. It is lovely, isn't yeah. it? But there's so many little quips... And funny, like with the with the brother in prison, get used to these bars, kid. Yeah, those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. It's just so Uncle much. Jailbird yeah, <laughs> so many little touches yeah. like that that are so nuanced and, and lovely that I think is missing from a lot of like later yeah. Yeah. kind or of things. Yeah, it's done so kind of in your face that it's it's hard to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So other stuff we haven't really talked about yet. Biff is a fun character. Biff is great. classic, like one-dimensional baddie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sort of goofball jock sort of character yeah very popular in the 80s i was scared of him when i was a kid yeah i like, actually scared yeah. of him i was like oh i hope biff doesn't turn up in my school <laughs> yeah Blake uh, like a tree and get out of here yeah and also reinforced my idea that america was a terrifying place and you must never visit yeah people in school are 25 yeah <laughs> immediately some massive like 25 stone jock will just beat you up yeah and put your head down the toilet but obviously one of the big things we haven't mentioned yet is the car yeah. The car, of course, yeah. yeah, you're right, Ben. So I think it was a stroke of genius to pick the DeLorean for this film. It is, it is crazy yeah. good. Even though it's just a fundamentally horribly flawed car with a terrible <laughs> history and some very bad things that happened behind it. But I love it's just like such a scientific thing as well with the dock because of its stainless steel construction. And How many DeLoreans were made? 
Oh, loads. Probably quite, yeah. yeah. But this is how they're remembered now, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. They're the yeah. car in Back to the Future. That's what DeLoreans are I mean, now. That's, it. that's their reprieve, because otherwise they would have disappeared into obscurity mm. forever. Yeah, absolutely. Because there must be hundreds of cars like that are in the same mould, you know, over the years. But yeah, because yeah. I, I guess there's lots of films with cars in them that are iconic cars in yeah. that film. But they're usually iconic cars outside of that as well. Whereas yeah. this, it just wouldn't be without it's that. It's just unique, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good shout, Pen. But also other stuff that is quite, I think, is quite funny about this film is the whole the relative time difference. So, 19, is it 1955 they go back to, so they go back 30 years from 1985, and part of it is like people think he might be an alien because he's wearing weird clothes. <laughs> yeah. But you could literally drop someone in Kingsland Town Centre wearing clothes from 1985, and you wouldn't even know, yeah. would you? No. So that's true. the relative difference is quite interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. you couldn't really make that film now. I mean, people would try, but it'd be like. Not I, mean, I suppose yeah. you could turn up with an iPhone or something in 1985 and people would go, oh, what's, what's that? But you could still walk around the streets without people staring at you going, oh, he's wearing weird clothes, must yeah. be an alien. Yeah. There's an episode of Nora from Queens where she travels back in time and it is that the only way you can tell the difference is through tech, through the phone she's yeah, got yeah, on yeah. iPods and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, loads of good stuff to look forward to, loads of cool stuff in that film. Yeah. Obviously, think we'll probably be reeling it off afterwards won't we so yeah yeah i'm really excited now about yeah. seeing it yeah so am yeah. i i kind of want to be watching yeah, it. I, I want to be watching it at this minute yeah me too so yeah we'll get we'll run down to the corner exchange then yeah. let's yeah. go let's get going cheers and we're back from the future which is the past it did look futuristic though it did our kid are we going to do a synopsis? So you did a bit of that beforehand, really. I so. did do a little bit of a recap beforehand, didn't I? Yeah. But if you need another little recap, Marty McFly is good pals with Doc Brown in 1985. Doc Brown does an experiment where he invents a time machine and then does an experiment. It goes awry. Marty ends up going back to 1955 where he comes between his parents. <laughs> yeah, And then somewhat. has to try and bring them together so that he can exist in, in the future. In the future. I wouldn't say all hell breaks loose, but lots of caperish action breaks there, loose. There is much caperage. Yeah, mild yeah. peril. There we go. One would say. So, who wants to start with talking through their views on it all? Well, I can start. I loved it. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. It was a nice atmosphere at the cinema. It was the cellar. Was, there was a good crowd. It was nice to see some people. Well, there was a guy dressed up in front of us in a complete Martin McFly outfit. What Com- do you mean, dressed up? <laughs> <laughs> complete with calculator digital watch. Yeah. Uh, and red-ticked white Nikes, which was, yeah, it was a, a good effort. Got a nice round of applause at the end of the film. People yeah. were excited. It was cool. There were. People brought their kids as well, which was nice. Yeah. So there were quite a few youngsters there. Not really misbehaving, which no, was good too. No, quite, mm. quite loudish, but funny loudish, because they were, you could tell they were just excited, super excited about the film. It was yeah, quite cool. It was. So yeah, really enjoyed it. So yeah, that's the viewing experience in terms of the film. Yeah, no, it was just, it was really good to see. I don't know if I said like early on, I was like, oh, we, I've seen it so many times and so many times on video. And I wasn't necessarily sure how much more I'd get from watching it on the cinema screen. And we spoke a lot about the whole Easter eggs thing, didn't we? Mm. we? We spoke about that. And I didn't get much out of the film necessarily more visually, but it definitely felt more like an experience watching it with people who are all enjoying it. And it highlights some of the bits, like my favourite scenes probably are Doc and Marty scenes. Mm. 
the other stuff is good and and you know i think it's as good as it could be fitted into this kind of film but my my very favorite parts it's probably doc brown is my favorite part of it but his interaction with marty is really really good just even like the bits where he's you know when mm. lorraine pops up at the sh- and like the doc's just like standing behind me he just yeah it's like just quizzical raising, yeah. quizzical yeah. raising eyebrow looks and things and it's so close that it could be massively over the top and i, I don't mm. know if it, anyone else could have done it without it being annoying and i like you know certain jim carrey films but can you if you imagine like someone really hamming it over the top it could have been like horrible and we could have been like Ugh. but it, it's properly spot on it's so it's he's really, really good. believable isn't he it? is completely yeah. Yeah. yeah even though you know, he's doing bonkers stuff and his, you know, his scientific method is questionable. He's tr- still trying to have a scientific method. Mm. That's what I quite like. Even though it falls down at almost every step, he knows what he should be doing. Yeah. There were a couple of things of the doc that I hadn't really noticed before or I couldn't remember noticing. And one is where he says about how I've spent my whole family fortune doing yeah. Yeah, this. And I've never even realised, yeah, where does that, he get yeah. all his money from? How has he actually got this career <laughs> that yeah. he's built up? But he's obviously got a background of money and I hadn't noticed. The other bit, when the policeman comes along and says, have you got a permit <laughs> yeah, for this? Yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah, I've got a permit. Yeah, he gets his wallet out. out. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I thought he was have showing the cop his permit. Oh, really? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh my God, he's paying a bribe. Uh, I really like that, yeah. I noticed... Which I think you probably would only, because we watched it in dodgy VHS or video, it's quite highlighted the differences in his makeup when he's older. Yes, yeah. you that's could, true. And it did look, not prosthetically, but it was like you can see that he's very wrinkled mm. nearer the end. And I never noticed, you know, you just don't get that on a resolution no. on old video. He almost looked like the same person, I remember. I never, I always used mm. to think, well, he's, he's old there and he's old... I guess it's like 30 years, but yeah, they very much wrinkled him up and like, and I never noticed that that before. I don't know, there's just something about it, even though there isn't actually even that much of Marty and Doc really in terms of, you don't see them hang, they're not hanging out all week. No. And just have, no. It's all very much in scenes, but you can imagine that whole week of them together while mm. they're doing other stuff. And you really get that sense of the, that they're really close. And Doc having to keep that secret. So, yeah, it, it was very cool. I think you brought it up at the end end of when we were talking about it earlier. Like, the, the car, that scene of when it rolls off the back of the truck. Like, when, when Marty turns up at, at Twin Pines Mall and, you know, you don't know what's going on and that drops down and the car comes. It's just, it's so spot on. Like, even what, you know, I can't... I can't believe I didn't think of it. Like, you know, Ben brought it up. Like, it's so awesome looking. Mm. And that was good watching it in big screen because you could see I got more of the detail from the back of the car, the nerdy Mm. stuff. Probably just I picked up on a couple of things that I'd never noticed there. That was a really popular scene, wasn't it? People were really laughing and a couple of the kids were like really worried about Einstein. I don't know if you heard them, but when Einstein went off on his little trip into the future... They were like, oh, Einstein. Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so sweet when he opens the door and, and it's like, like, yay. yay okay. Yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that whole scene, it's fun, obviously. It's yeah. got the comedy. But it's also the action in it with the Libyans and everything. Yeah. It's actually really good, cool. isn't it? And, and Marty swears a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's saying, and he calls them, yeah, which yeah. I don't know if you'd get in you, a film no. geared towards this kind of audience now. You forget about that. 
and we've had this before with some of the retro reels, I think, and talking about old films, that in the 80s there was a lot of swearing in films and things were edgier generally. Yeah. And things have actually got more dialed down, softer these yeah. days. Yeah, do you remember when mum came home and we were watching Coming to America, yeah, the granddad? <laughs> with all the F-bombs and then she started shouting F-bombs at us just to make a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and on that, like that scene with the action, I loved seeing that at the end as well again i love that bit where you feel it feels like you're watching it from mike's point of view at the yeah. end mm. like the two takes kind yeah, of thing it I works like so well mm. but it's a bit nerdy i remember as a kid timing it to see how long it takes because it's a lot longer at the start than yeah. it is at the end but it doesn't, no. ma- no. But, it doesn't matter but i could sit there and you know there's probably loads of bits in that you could do that that just popped into my head then but I, when i was watching it, i didn't didn't care it was just like awesome watching it from the distance and like yeah it's it's very cool what yeah. about you ben what's your uh, yeah, still love it. I think it worked well on the big screen, like you said, and it was a good vibe with people in there. What did I think about it? There's things which you, when you're a kid, I think films seem longer, like time seems slower when you're a kid, like mm. an hour's like a lifetime kind of thing. Yeah. And this is like a lot of films from that period, it's a relatively short film. It mm. just feels like it's kind of an hour and a half ish or thereabouts, maybe. And when you start, when you go into it and you're watching it, you you start to realise they've actually skipped over huge amounts that you think maybe yeah. in a modern film they would then they labour it and explain it. So, yeah. so Marty and the Doc are friends, but why they just are? Yeah, and so they just dive straight into that. And I I just like the efficiency is the wrong word, but they kind of just get to the point. Mm. We're straight into it. There's there's a crazy inventor. Marty knows him, turns up at his house, like the, the initial scene's funny because the doc's kind of gone missing, hasn't he, at the start for a couple yeah, of three yeah. days. They don't really bother to explain that no. too much, but he's obviously working on a big project and he's had to go and do some stuff, which we find out later what that is. But Marty arrives at his house, which is just full of random wacky inventions and stuff and things yeah. going wrong. And like, because he's not been there for a couple of days and all the machines are still going, it's just like Heath Robinson type. Yeah, Rube yeah. Goldberg machine things that connect up and make his toast for him and stuff like that, but obviously burn it because they're not actually that well made. And the pile of dog food on the big screen yeah. did look essentially oh, grim, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> Everyone stopped eating their snacks <laughs> for a couple of minutes. <laughs> but yeah, just that they give you just that bit of texture, like right, there's a there's a crazy inventor. We don't need I to. Think... We need they to like labour it and go into it and why he's like that, and we don't need to say why the doc and Marty are hanging out together and what that relationship yeah, particularly cool. is. Yeah. It just is. Because the backstory that they give you is backstory to what is relevant really yeah. is going to happen in the in the past. Yeah. You know? And if you weren't necessarily thinking, you could potentially miss it when they're just, you know, they're sat around the dinner table, you know, and mum's telling the story about when they met and bits like that. If you weren't watching, you'd miss it. But yeah, like you said, no, I, I, I'm like you. I like that they don't necessarily... <laughs> In, in nowadays, oh, I work with a, you know, I've known the doc since I was X Y Z. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work, and you know, there'd have to be more ex- explanation. It feels like, but yeah. And then other stuff like, okay, the whole film is predicated on him having invented a time machine, but they don't really go massively into that. Obviously, they reference the point where he first comes up with the idea. Yeah, and that's part of the. It's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Really, but that's part of the plot of the film. But it's almost then just a given, oh, we've got a time machine and we're just going to use it, which is quite nice as well because I think, again, if they remade it, they'd have to go all into like the backs, like all the detail of like, how it worked like, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, it's just there. They go a little bit into it, like you have to put this fuel into it and things like that. But it's not unless you might, you might disagree with me, but it's not like the whole film isn't about how the doc invents time travel. It's just... It's a device. I, it's a device. I, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. I think, for me, I like the fact that it's basically 
detail and ambiguity <laughs> because they literally say, oh, I fell off the thing and I invented this, so yeah. I knocked to my head and I invented the flux capacitor. And, you know, it works in the car and you've got to have nuclear thing and that's how it works. But they don't tell you the mechanics of actual time no, travel, no. which I actually quite like. I know how it works because they're using this machine to do it, but I don't know mm. why it works. Because yeah. they use time travel in Endgame, don't they, in the Avengers? Yes. But they actually reference Back to the Future in order to yeah, yeah. Run, for you to understand how time travel works, yeah. which I think is fun. It, it's fun. Yeah, it is good. And I think that's probably where it starts falling down a little bit probably in two just in terms of it becomes paradox on paradox kind of thing you know let's face it this yeah this is you say this is a film about time travel but they only travel in time once or twice you think of something like i don't know picks plucks over there time cop or something like that that's a film about you know yeah. they're traveling all over the place in different times like most films that are about time travel aren't just going back to one place and then back to the future yeah so it's quite good that it's actually narrow like yeah because yeah, time cop focused. is problematic right from the start oh, in yeah. terms of how time travel works mm. and paradoxes like within the first 10 minutes you're going yeah it just wouldn't work like that yeah but in back to the future you never ever think to yourself it wouldn't work yeah. like that you no. just Even take it, you know. it does. yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've often thought about all of that would have had to have happened first time round. Exactly. And yeah. It, yeah. But they, you know, they deal with it well. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Other stuff I'd forgotten about is that what's the name of the town? I can't remember. Hill Valley. Hill Valley is actually a dump, and that's in the kind future. Of, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, with the graffiti on the school oh, and they, stuff. It's yeah. just rubbish everywhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really is it's a dump. Really run it? down, and they're obviously making a point of that. They don't really labour it, but you forget because you think like, oh, American shiny eighties film. It's gonna because because you remember mm. like the DeLoreans in it, and that's quite fancy. And then yeah, there's quite a bit of product reference in the film as well. So like Pepsi and Tab and all that mm. kind of stuff. And I, I guess they're trying to just root it in the eighties, yeah, to make a point to illustrate it. But just generally, it's like yeah, it's actually a little bit the yeah. town. I mean, unless I'm missing something, they don't really reference that too much because. Although it's just woven through the film, like the, the the whole McFly family are a bit like down at heel. Yeah. And I they've got problems and all kinds of stuff. I didn't realise how much of a dump the Lions estate was. Because when he rides his skateboarding, I've never noticed that actually. There's literally rubbish and litter yeah. and stuff everywhere. Yeah, and there's just graffiti on like the gates and yeah. the walls. It's yeah. just, yeah. And obviously that comes out in the second film, I think, doesn't it? To a certain extent. Gets doubled down yeah. on really, yeah. doesn't it? Well, I suppose it's more obvious with his family in the first film, isn't it? And yes. how they change. Yeah. Because they go from being fast food servers to yuppies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. effectively, don't they? But that's another paradox, though, isn't it? Because they still live in the same yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've just decorated it nicely, yeah. Yeah. maybe. Which, I guess, that's what happens in the second film, as you said. He gets back, he goes back to the house, and there's a different family there, isn't there? Yeah. You know, it's basically turned into Escape from New York, hasn't it? <laughs> That's what Hill yeah. Valley becomes partway through the second film. But yeah. What about you, our kid, then? What? Yeah, I think what struck me the most was just how funny it is and how there's not a minute spare in the whole film. There's not one scene where no. I think, oh, I've forgotten about this bit, actually. Yeah. Everything's just really 
funny. The bit that seemed to get the biggest laugh was near the beginning with the scene like you mentioned around the dinner table. Yeah. With her say, with the mum saying about how she fell in love with her dad and he's so dipsy yeah. and, and everyone seemed to find that <laughs> whole George, thing yeah, really just funny. Being didn't like they? Rubbish, yeah, and I yeah. suppose yeah. people were like with the the jailbird Joey cake, you know, people were laughing in advance because yeah, they yeah, knew how knew, the yeah. whole joke was going to play out because I guess most people in there had, had seen it before. Yeah. But I just loved how funny it was. And I'd forgotten as well how Michael J. Fox is just such a naturally comic person. He's got such good top comics. Even just falling over, getting into his trousers. You love you it know, when he falls really, over. You, I love it when yeah. anyone falls yeah. over. Yeah, but he does it uh, probably like three times yeah. in this film. <laughs> yeah. Twice in very quick succession. Yeah. But yeah. you still Still laugh, laugh. Yeah, I yeah. know. We were trying to work out how he just appeals to everyone because he seems to be that kind of character, Marty, who just appeals to everyone yeah. of all ages. He's a nice, unthreatening kind of guy, and yeah. I think young kids kind of would look at Marty and think, "Oh, that could be me." Yeah, you know. I think I think it's just a really well crafted story. Like Ben was saying, with the scenes in the fifties, you don't actually get that many scenes. Really, they're quite they're longer scenes in this film than you mm. would get now. You'd get more jumping around, yeah. I think, bittiness. But it's quite spare again. You don't, like you said, get a lot of Marty and Doc together. So yeah. you can imagine the background yeah, of yeah. them spending the week. So, yeah, I just think it's, you know, I'm really happy that we put it on. I think with the problematic stuff we talked about yeah. earlier on, the musical appropriation thing that we talked about, that only seems like a problem through the current lens. Do you know what it I mean? Does, I yeah, think yeah, at absolutely. the time... It was just a fun joke about what Marty did, yeah. Yeah, not about yeah. what a white boy did. Yeah. But I can, I suppose I can see how people might think it problematic now. More problematic is Biff the Rapist. Biff, yeah. <laughs> His dad kind of yeah. says at the end, oh, Biff, he's such a character. And it's like, no, he's, nah. he's not. So he's that whole bit, it's worse. like... His return to the future is predicated on something really horrible. Yeah. 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 So if they remade it, they'd find some other milder peril to bring out George's confidence, wouldn't they? So I was thinking about this, and I haven't really thought about it until then, when I was watching it. When I get to the end, I was like... George has got the book out. He brings it like his second novel or what? Is it his second or is it his first first. one? It's his first one. Yeah. And I was sat there kind of going, but he knows, doesn't he? I reckon George knows. Well, it does seem strange that they must look at Marty as he gets older and think he looks exactly like Marty from school. I reckon George worked it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I just felt, I was watching, it was like, it was almost like a knowing look. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Other fun stuff, just a random item. When you're a kid and you watch it and Marty goes back to 1955 and he just starts going to school. And that just seemed like normal. But then I was watching that thinking... I mean, obviously, he's got to spend time with George to try and build him up to talk to his mum. But why does he just go to school? And why does no one notice why that there's just a random guy dressed in future clothes turning up for school who's not on the register? Well, they, they call him no. the new kid, don't yeah. they? Yeah. But he's also, he's, he is wearing 50s clothes, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I suppose because he is. Because they refer point, yeah. to, um, you know, I had to get rid of this zoot suit. But yeah, you think, maybe I'm overthinking it, but there'd be some paperwork. Like, you'd need some ID, well, surely. Well, I, I almost think that's why, because Doc takes him in on the first day. Again, like you said before, it doesn't matter to me because I kind yeah. of like make up my own little backstory for a lot lot of bits and pieces yeah. in this film. I also like just the little things that pop up. I really like that Huey Lewis is yeah, in yeah. it, <laughs> watching the band. Yeah. That, and, and his is the music in it, of course, so it's really good. And just little things that pop in my head, like just the woman popping up going, save the clock tower. Yeah, I think yeah, just yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. There's just so many little things in it that I just kind of think, oh, yeah, 
that's yeah. so back to the future. Especially given that. that it's not a tower, it's just a clock. No. But, um, I love that scene, though. Like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the dog's face. And, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. very, yeah. He is very good, yeah. And you get that kind of like, it's a bit of a punch the air kind of like moment for the dog as well, which is very cool. Yeah, definitely. Ah, anything else to add? Do you want to talk a little bit about the sequels and what your thoughts are on those? Yes, like we said, this first film is going back to 1955. The end is brilliant. I presume they must have known they were making other films. You would think so, wouldn't you, from the way they did that? Even if you didn't, even if that ended at that film, what an awesome ending. It's probably, you know, maybe not the most impactful ever, but it's one of my favourite last lines of a film. Where we're going, we don't need roads. It's just very cool, and everyone kind of like gets it. There's obviously some question, not questionable bits. There's it, they, it then takes some weird choices in production, doesn't it? In the second film, yeah. And it is quite obvious if you're watching it back to back. Now, when I was a kid, I never noticed at all that it was a different Jennifer. I just didn't. It just didn't register. Didn't you? No, I just didn't register. I for totally me. I didn't because did. it's Elizabeth Shue, isn't it? In the second I can't film, remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, watching it now, it seems kind of out of place, and that like. At the start of the next film, I don't know, it just doesn't quite work. It's almost like it sets off from point. It doesn't feel the same straight away to me. I always remember that. And it doesn't set off the second film for me that well. Going into the future, there's some nice touches in the future. Everyone loves a hoverboard. You can't yeah. deny it. And that scene, similar to the first film, is good. But there's a, a lot I didn't like in that film. Mm. And I think what it was, it's the future Marty and the future Jennifer. Yeah. The road, there was that whole thing, yeah, yeah, like a road rage thing because Marty doesn't like being called chicken and By... gets angry. But actually, oh, yeah. in the first film, Marty's quite a laid-back, yeah. nice guy. So the thought of him like just getting angry seems a little... So angry, I mean. Yeah. Seems a little bit out of place really with clunky. his character. As... But the whole thing, I think, is a little bit clunky. I can see what they were going for. But we watched the second one in the cinema, yeah. I remember... And we liked the stuff in the future, and yeah. we liked being in that world again. Yeah. But there was just something about the turn the film took. Yeah. Ooh, it feels a bit unsavoury now. Yeah. It, it just didn't have as much joy. It's quite nasty. The it place is, is grim it's and just, horrible. But it's too dark, I think. It's very dark. The future stuff is fine when it's not part of the story. If they just went there and done something and then had to go back again. But I hate, like I said, I hated them going to the house and old Biff with the stick. And I know it's all about the sports almanac. I just feel, mm. it feels like it was trying to do too many things. But I liked it when they go back. And I like, and I like, quite like the second half where you see crossover between the old film, the original film and things that they're doing. I love the end. Doc is the thing and Marty goes back to the future and you see that again and then Doc's walk, running down the street and, and then Mark J. Fox just comes running around the corner like up the lines. I, I just really like that. It's a great setup for the next film because mm. I actually quite like three. I think three. I love three. Yeah, I think three's I good. I can skip two and just go straight yeah. from one to and three. I, I think it's because of that. Again, three is basically pretty much they go back to the past and then go back to the future. Yeah, yeah. they then go back yeah. to the 80s after that. Because I think Doc does end up acting out of character in the third one, doesn't he? Because of Clara, because they, they yeah. save Clara. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the ravine's named after the school teacher who dies there. That yeah, they yeah. inadvertently end up saving and obviously she and the Doc fall in love. Yeah. Which is just lovely. And it's, it's so great. nice. I love the thing with the train, though. I love the train, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's really good. And then when the train's a time machine at the end yeah. with Jules and Vern. Jules and Vern. It's Byrne. lovely. Yeah. It's got some of my favourite lines in it as well. Like, and they're really random, like the Old West kind of stuff. Because the yeah. Old West stuff's good. It is. It? it shouldn't work, really. It should Because it's so work. out of place with the yeah. 80s and the 50s stuff. But I, I think it's really good fun. Is there I, a back door to this place? 
care. It's uh, round the back. <laughs> really? <laughs> and when Doc's getting drunk in the pub and he's talking to them about the future. Yeah. What do you do for recreation? Yeah. What, you, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, exercise? Running? Run for fun? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I get the you know the music at the at the party. Do, 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 yeah, do, do, yeah, I get that in my head yeah. at least once a week. Yeah, really. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. But yeah, it does work. And I like again in that you know in a lot of ways it's quite similar to the first film because you know they need to find some way of producing the electricity to time travel to work again. And the last one, it's like we don't have petrol. I like I just like that sim- yeah. the simplicity of that. You know, it's dumb, but it's kind of like. It holds together nice. Yeah, it Basic does. Challenges, it does. Yeah. So hopefully everyone else there enjoyed us. If you want to get in touch with the show, uh, how would you do that again? You would get us on the socials, at Just So Jables on Facebook, Instagram and X. If you want to, you can email us, hello at com. Jump on the website, com. I saw you person at the front taking a picture of the screen you've got our socials yeah. on it you can ooh, i you saw can a couple of people doing that yeah. actually yeah yeah we made a subtle change to the slide for this retro reels yeah. which might have an impact yeah maybe responses nice we've nice. already had a couple of messages just asking what's next oh what is next i think we need to we need a production meeting we do <laughs> uh, would <laughs> you like a couple of suggestions that we've had or oh of course yeah, yeah yeah okay couple of suggestions we've had are Escape from New York. Yeah. Actually mentioned in this mm. episode. Carrie. Okay. An interesting one. Original interesting Carrie. One, yeah. And The Thing. So we're keeping it Kurt Ooh, Russell. Oh, okay. I've told so, you. So, like, yeah. I, I agree with them. And I think we should give it a go. And I think it would yeah. be awesome in okay. the big screen. Might be a bit scary, though. For you, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are we up to next week? Well, next week, I think there's not an, a huge amount on yeah. for the cinema, but we are building up towards Halloween, so it'll yeah. be good to do some spooky stuff. Yeah. The Exorcist Believer. You're going to be, yeah, twisting, twisting my arm yeah, into that so one. Yeah, so we'll be twisting so, yeah. your arm into that. I haven't heard great things, but hey, we might disagree. It could be Who funny. Knows? It could yeah. be fun. It could be fun. It could be thing. bad. I don't know if it will be. It feels like it's going to be trying to be serious, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if it's a horror film, then... You can get away with it just being a bit... Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. And obviously when we record that episode, we'll talk over our thoughts on the creator and we'll look at the reviews of the creator Good as well. Point. We won't do that this time because we don't tend to do that for Retro Reels, do yeah. we? So in the week after that, it will be Halloween birthday special. Halloween, the only so, person who gets a Halloween do, birthday do, special. Do, 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 that's me. Yeah. You can also have birthday specials. <laughs> it's fine. You've just got to get in there and make it happen. I don't get a birthday special because it's Christmas and it turns to be the Christmas special. Yeah, I think it is a Christmas birthday special. I think is it? we do word it that okay. way. I'll certainly retroactively we will be doing that. <laughs> you know, go back and po- you know edit all the Spotify posts. Yeah, the week after that we're going to be on holiday. That'll just be a nice little rest, and we'll recoup. I'm going to do back. a solo show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Okay. You could have a guest host. Me and Barney will yeah. do it. All right, everyone. See you next week. See you in the future. Cheers. Just so tables.